Hello, and welcome to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection podcast. I'm your anchor host, Deb Bowen, and I am so happy that you are with us yet again this week for another interesting and exciting episode in our journey to find connection among us all. I am also very honored this week to have as my co-host the lovely Dale Rutman and the lovely Kimberly Fox Kaufman. And we are going to be talking with you this week about sacred life in the mundane world, spirit in the mundane world. And the the reason that we um, came up with this as a need for a topic is is really from uh, comments that we have gotten from you all and conversations that the eight of us who co-host this podcast have had over the past few months, uh, really wanting to examine how do we stay connected to spirit every day while we're cleaning the bathrooms and cooking supper and going to work and doing the laundry, how do we have an awareness of spirit in our lives? And how do we act and think and feel in a way that reminds us of our connected to spirit? In whatever way you may define that word, spirit, because I think it's a, I think it's a word that's unique and different in some ways to each and every one of us which, of course, we think is just great and, and wonderful. But it really, for me, becomes a, a matter of consciousness. And that's one of the places that I'm going to ask my co-host to go here in a minute when I stop rattling off. But um, it, it's, a, it's a matter of awareness and consciousness for me. I don't do it well. I don't succeed. I, I fail miserably about a million times a day. Um, because I get lost in somewhere else, like this morning, uh, my um, as we were planning to record this episode, my train got derailed with um, somebody popping in at, to visit, and um, lots of things went haywire. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, about this time, you know, I've committed to other people for time, and I wasn't thinking very much about spirit. And yet, my friend who came to visit brought a lovely baby with her. The minute I put that baby in my arms, I was reconnected to spirit. So it comes and goes and waxes and wanes uh, in, in my life. And I don't know about yours, but I think that uh, the three of us, Kimberly, Dale, and I, have some suggestions for us all in ways that we might better connect to spirit and feel like spirit is connected to us. So take a deep breath, sit back, relax. And I hope that you so enjoy our time together. Dale, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me today. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Kimberly, welcome. Thank you for having me as well. Really excited oh, to be here. I'm excited to have you both. This is a new configuration. I don't think the three of us have done an episode together with just the three of us, have we? No, we I don't think so. Oh, well, good, this fun. Is, then, this is cool. then we'll get a, a different <laughs> perspective today. This is great. So, Dale, if I could start with you for just a minute here, and, mm-hmm. and if you can kind of jump off of some of the thoughts that I just shared, it would be great to hear your ideas. Well, for me, of course, um, it's, it's meditation. And I, the word meditation just frightens so many people. Um, they're thinking, oh, meditation, I need to, I got to carve out an hour to sit in a lotus position. And I have to um, get my mind somewhere else, which when my mind is actually racing like crazy. And and for me, um, I don't beat myself up if I can't do a long meditation. Um, I can just close my eyes just for a couple of minutes. And, you know, for me, thinking of a positive thought is, is a way to do it. Um, I actually... Um, because I'm not a huge walking person, I wish I was, I built a medicine wheel in my front yard. (laughs) And I walk around that medicine wheel in a circle. And just walking around that and stopping somewhere um, and just pausing for a moment um, does it for me sometimes. It's a small medicine wheel, so... um, 
it doesn't take much time, but it it shifts my mind over to what's outside the wheel, the rocks that it's built from, and I have many things to look at. And while I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about the mundane. So that works for me. Hmm. Okay. Um, I love that you have a medicine wheel in, in your yard. I think that's just wonderful. Years ago, I created a medicine wheel that I put um, flowers of the four directions in each quadrant. And that was oh, a really wow. fun way to to conceptualize that. I don't know that I ever actually used it as a walking kind of meditation. Um, and, of course, I don't live there anymore, so I'm hoping that the folks who do might might do that. But um, that's, a, that's a great idea, you know, the whole idea of um, – and that's one way to deal with, with living in the mundane world is to kind of extract ourselves from it for just a few minutes. You know, I have a, a CD that I created on um, many different ways to meditate, and it's a, it's a how-to CD of, of ideas, and one of them is uh, how to learn to meditate in one minute, you know. Yeah, uh, actually yes. I just mean, that, start with one minute. Exactly, and that's where I think people should start because it, it is hard when your mind is racing and you've got kids screaming in the background. <laughs> You've got, you know, carpools to run. You've got work uh, schedules to, you know, you have to maintain those. So sometimes one minute may be all you feel like you have with what's going True. on in True. your life. Absolutely. And and I hear what you're saying, and I want to come back to the idea of, of finding that still point in the chaos, which is part of what I'm hearing you say. And let me let me come back to that. Um, Kimberly, thoughts from you? Well, you know, listening to you talk about making the medicine wheel in your space and all of that, it brings to mind what I do in my own space to kind of connect me to spirit in the way that I practice, which is, you know, the, the animal spirit work. Um, I have foxes, you know, fox statues and magnets and things like that around my house to just remind me of where I sit in the grand scheme of things. And so I think that kind of leads into, you know, having things in your environment, in your immediate environment that can remind you of that connection, that, that are just subtle hints to where you are in, in everything. And that that is one way to incorporate it into your life so that if you are in a stressful muggle struggle, as it were, you know, you can, you can find yourself in that and, and then suddenly immediately transport yourself or at least be aware of what part you play in, in, in the universe and in the, in the huge design that everything is. And, um, you know, the medicine wheel, I think, is, is an example of that. You know, crystals, grids, um, having a space in your home that you can kind of separate, um, you know, and and reconnect with yourself and, and whatever uh, energetic deities or anything like that, your spirituality in that space is, is really important. But, you know, it is, you were saying, Deb, you know, it, it, it's not an easy thing. You know, I've, I've been doing this for seven years professionally now. I've been in the metaphysical, spiritual uh, realm officially for that time and you know we we talk about meditation we talk about mindfulness we talk about remembering that everybody's connected and yet there are moments there are moments that the muggle struggle is very real like we always say right you know uh yes we may be wizards and witches you know but at the end of the day we're running around in a space where it's Oh, uh, it's it's not easy to to keep that mindset, to keep that that mentality. You know, you you get frustrated just like anybody. We're we're human, and we have needs and wants and and goals, and and sometimes there's walls, and we get frustrated with those walls, and sometimes we're building our own fences, and there's all of those things that that happen that get in the way from that that inner peace and that that connection that we're we're striving to feel at all times and so finding spirit in the mundane you know it, it's a practice it really is just a, a constant 
practice and practice they say practice makes perfect I don't actually strive for perfection but you know if I can get close to it then I'm doing all right you know (laughs) I hear you that practice makes perfect and do we ever get there I don't know about that you know, as you were talking, Kimberly, I was looking just around me in, in the space in which I, in my office in which I'm recording. And from where I am sitting right this moment, I can see three crystal grids and hag stones tied together for not magic, a piece of selenite that is probably 18 inches long, um, several candles, a coffee cup that says the muggle struggle is real. <laughs> um, a computer that has three crystals on it that are each uh, have been asked to do something to work with my computer. So these stones work with that. Uh, did I say candles? I believe I did. A bunch of books, of course, obviously, a ton of books. But some other things that are also, for me, um, a reminder of spirit that you may not think of as necessarily being spirit. Uh, I have a, one of the things, and I'm going to be talking about um, a book that I want to recommend in a little while by Sue Bender. And one of the things that Sue recommends is that we keep empty bowls in all of the rooms in our house as a symbol and a reminder to ourselves and to universal energy that we are open and willing to receive gifts coming to us from the cosmos. And so I have this lovely little blue bowl that my beautiful friends Eric and Jeremy made. That's a reminder of that for me. And if you were to walk in here, you would just think there was an empty bowl sitting on my desk. There is a stained glass uh, figurine of Merlin holding a crystal ball hanging from my window that was a gift from my friend Linda, the glassmaker. And Merlin, of course, is such a symbol for me of connection to spirit, and certainly this piece is in connection to my love for my lovely friend Linda. There is a lamp on my desk that is in the shape of a ship's lantern to remind me of my love of the sea and my connection to the ocean. And yet if you were to walk into my house and didn't know that, you would just think it's a fat glass lamp. Even this computer is spirit for me. I have a spiritual relationship with this computer. Sometimes (laughs) that spiritual relationship is not exactly what we may want it to be, and some of the words I say to the computer are not spiritual-sounding words. But but the computer is, is, for me, a way of connecting to spirit because it connects me to so many other people. So that's kind of, for me, just in, in what I can see, just as I'm sitting here talking, there are reminders of my spiritual world here in an office in which I work that, is, that also is very mundane. And, and that, for me, is a, an important way of, of having those constant reminders that I am mind, body, spirit, and, and that seeking that balance, like Dale was talking about a few minutes ago, are just really important for me. I, I don't achieve it by any means, but I do seek it. And for me, that's, that's a, part of, a big part of the point. I, I'll hush for a minute. Dale, thoughts from you? Well, what you just described, um, I, I believe, is important even down to our health. You know, if we are surrounded by things we love that have meaning for us, then it makes life so much better. And, you know, I'm retired now because I'm old, <laughs> but um, only in physical uh, spirits young. But um, when I worked a job, and you can't meditate on the job, but you've got one crisis after another going on in this crazy corporate world, if you're there, I would uh, bring in one flower, um, maybe one rose or something from a garden, uh, or it could be even a leaf, and I would just get a coffee mug and just uh, sit it in the coffee mug. And when I needed a moment, I would just pick that flower up and just look inside of it, all around it, 
uh, just seeing the beauty of it, just for a three to five minute, just I called it my meditation, uh, to take a break like that. And it makes a big difference. And also, if you pour a little bit of sand in a small bowl and just every and take it and put it on your desk, just every now and then with your finger while you're working, if you need a moment, just draw a symbol in the sand or just move it back and forth. Um, and that even could be a meditation. So we really can incorporate some of these things um, into our lives, even into our working lives. Um, so we don't have to be yogis that, you know, can go for three months without eating, which I could never go an hour. But, <laughs> but you know, we could have small things like that that take our mind away. And that's the whole idea is to pull that focus away from the stress and the monkey mind and and all that. So it doesn't even have to be that you have to commit to something. I mean, you can later or when it, do it ever how you want to do it. But some people find a meditation just in washing the dishes. And that's not me, <laughs> but that's other people and, and walk, just walking. Um, so it doesn't have to be um, something that's very rigid. But I love the idea of making those wonderful little groupings around your house um, that mean something because in every room you go into, your eyes can go over there and I feel like it can, it's healing for your eyes and it's restful and you automatically change how you feel. So I love that. I hear that. Thank you. Kimberly? No, I, you know... I have a really good friend who loves to write quotes in a magic, or not magic marker, but a, a whiteboard marker on her mirror in her bathroom that inspire her to keep on that path that spirit and, and her have kind of agreed to have. And that's another way of bringing that and, and mindfulness to it. Because honestly, you know, our connection to spirit and each other it's it's a mindfulness it's an awareness it's a it's a consciousness of the energy of things around us and you know we've we've heard those sayings your your vibe attracts your tribe and the things around you like Dale was just talking about can really help with your health in mind body and spirit um and you know finding spirit in in the everyday when you have these responsibilities you know what whatever they might be your job your family um, your own physical health and we we find stress in in those things it, it can be very hard to be mindful because suddenly you're so focused on what's happening outside of you to you rather than coming back within grounding and centering and and realizing that things are happening through you and it's okay and and that's where you know personally I feel spirit kind of resides um, you know again as an animal practitioner as a spirit animal practitioner I look at nature every day for guidance and that's my way of communicating with spirit you know and I was I was laughing this morning because you know I when I see foxes I know what they represent and as a fox soul myself you know, I know when I walk into a space, I'm bringing that energy with me. And suddenly I realized this morning after some things were happening in my life that did begin to stress me, that the answers that Spirit was providing me or, or the guidance that Spirit was providing me was right there in front of my face through the gifts that were given to me. So it's, again, that paying attention and, and allowing yourself to connect because I believe that Everything is spirit, and it is offering us spirit at all times. It's 24-7, 100%, and it's a choice and, and a conscious effort that we make to connect to it. And so in, in the mundane, it's tough, you know. Um, I'm, I'm so blessed to be surrounded with, with all sorts of amazing people, including the team on this podcast, that we can have these kinds of conversations and, and it's easy and there's no judgment and, it's, and we offer guidance and, and 
philosophies on on all sorts of topics. But sometimes when you're out in the muggle world, as we, we can say, you know, you forget that there are some people out there who who aren't necessarily in that mindset because of whatever they're going through. And so you can get really caught up in that and forget that you can be connected and that it is a choice, just like happiness, you know. So it's it's interesting to me that we're covering this topic at this time. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how to bridge uh, those gaps in their lives. And hopefully hopefully some of the things we talk about um, will help help people out there. I think so too. And and I'm going to be talking in a few minutes about a class that I'm teaching um, in a teleconference format, so it's available around the world, uh, that really delves more deeply into this topic that, that I hope uh, will be happy, uh, helpful to, to people and help and, and resonate with folks who may want to take the class. But before we get into to that details, you know, our lovely friend Joel says the following. Let me make sure I'm saying it correctly. Be still, push pause, see the spirit. And and he wrote those words for me some years ago when I was in a work situation that was very difficult with folks with whom I had a very difficult time communicating. Um, it was a, it was not a, a an easy, pleasant um, work situation. And he gave me those three sentences: "Be still, push pause, see the spirit," to remind me to just calm down, slow down, sit down, shut up, <laughs> be still. And, and this is what he said after he gave me those lovely work sentences, and and look at the people around me, not with human eyes, but with eyes that saw the spirit and the essence of who they really were. And in a way that was filled with what the Buddhists call loving kindness. And I put those three sentences on my computer and they did help me uh, in that situation. They also helped me to make the decision to leave that situation, uh, which was also really wonderful. And we've done this as a, as a post on our Facebook page several times, and I'll probably post it again uh, during the week that, that this um, podcast airs. But it's, it's, and it's Joel's response, I think he would say, to what you just said, Kimberly, that um, we, we forget because we get caught up in our own stuff and we forget that people around us have stuff and that what behaviors or words we may experience from someone else are not necessarily about us. It's not always about us. I, I think about um, going to the grocery store. And I live in a tourist town. And grocery stores are, the energy in, in the grocery store is often chaotic People don't know where they're going. Stuff isn't where it is in their grocery stores from home. Uh, they want to get through. They need to get back out on the beach. Their ice cream is melting. I mean, you know, a lot, of, a lot of stuff is happening. And so I see a lot of frazzled cashiers and, and employees in the grocery stores. The, the lovely man who is always over in, in the produce section trying to restock the tomatoes you can tell that he's trying real hard to be gentle with those tomatoes, but he really just wants to throw the suckers. You can just see it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what, what a can I do? Uh, <laughs> throw the tomatoes. <laughs> right. And so, so I'm in the grocery store, and what can I do to shield myself from the chaotic energy around me in the store and at the same time send out some calmness and some, some energy? And so I've taken to doing this weird little thing. When I'm in my grocery store and, and the man in the produce section is doing his thing, I always make it a point to walk over to him. And you can see the first couple of times I did this, you could see in his eyes, it's like, oh, crap, this woman is going to want to know where the washing powder is. You could just see it in his eyes. And instead I walked over and I said, I just hope you have a great day. And, and you could see him going, whoa, wait, what? 
you don't want anything, and I just walked away. Just walked away. And that's another way we can practice spirit in the mundane world. And that certainly gave him something to think about, which actually took his mind off the tomato toss, right? So, you know, I mean, everything, everything is, is in perfect order. I mean, it really is. He knew exactly what he needed. And I, I could just see in my mind, I could just see him, his mind just starting to think about that as he's already put out 10 other tomatoes. You know, that he didn't even realize he just did. <laughs> well, and, and to just give him a second where somebody didn't want something from him or was rude or whatever, you know. I, I hope that's the other thing he, he got from that. I don't know, you know, but yeah. he does speak to me now when I'm in the produce section. He he says hello. And and this is a fairly new grocery store in my area, so, you know, things are new and chaotic think, for us I all. I don't wonderful. know where the mayonnaise is either. I think that's so wonderful. Um, and be, and any time somebody's frustrated and stressed out and tense, and if you can cause a nice distraction from that, I think you play a part in, in a meditation. And I, I think that word is not to be, um, that it's not just such a, a frightened people, you know, that it can be a friendly word to us that, it can take on many different forms. And I love animals, too, just like Kimberly does. And to me, to to rub my dog's head and, you know, kind of, you know, scratch his ears or uh, whatever, you know, he shuts his eyes because he loves it. But for me, that calms me down. And I find animals, for me, do that. So... Um, and I'm sure Kimberly's got so much information on that, but but they just <laughs> pat a cat on the head. You know, that calms you down, and it's a small thing that can make you feel better without having to adhere to ritual or anything. Not that I don't love rituals, because I do, but if, especially if you're getting started, just as you said, or one of you said, it's being conscious. It's being conscious. It, so, it is. And, I, you know, I, I, I hear the story that Deb talked about the guy stalking the tomatoes, right? And I, I have done things before in, in places where there's high energy and you can tell people are stressed. And I've said kind words to people before in those situations and have been met with uh, aggression still. And that can be frustrating in itself because that person's going through their thing. But I think really... One of the wonderful things that's happening, though, when you when you you attempt it and you, and you actually go through with it, right, is you're shifting your energy as well, you know, by saying, you know what, I'm going to say something nice to this person, or I'm going to just acknowledge them for being here, because that in itself is the acknowledgement of spirit, right, and saying, okay, I see you, I see that you're you're going through this, whatever it might be, and I. See that it's not mine, but I'm going to tell you, you know, good job for going through it or, you know, thank you for being here. And then that person, no matter how they respond, that's their thing. But you've shifted up your energy so that when you're walking through that space beyond that person, beyond that interaction, you're still carrying that energy. So essentially you're, you're, you're kind of just allowing, acknowledging and allowing those things to just happen around you as they need to. You know, you, you know going into a place, you know, like a, a big grocery chain or going to the doctor's office that there's going to be some stress there. Um, you can choose to be consciously aware of it. You can choose to, to walk in with positive at- intent but just know that you may not necessarily see the results of that immediately, but you are carrying spirit with you by making those conscious attempts. And I think that's, that's a huge thing for, for, or that I would love for people to understand that no, not, not every time will it change into the positive right away, but you, you're making the change by being consciously aware of that for you, and that's everything. So, you know, I, I, I really like that story, Deb, because it, it, it just, you know, 
I, I immediately thought of some of the, the situations in my life where I was like, you look really nice today, and, and I got my head bit off by this random cashier woman who was obviously having a very bad day. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't, I realized that it wasn't anything really that I did, but rather where she was in that space, and it's okay. It's okay. I, I did my part. I was being authentic to me, and it was received in the way that it was received, and there's, there's not much else you can do about that, you know, but, but go through with that positive intent, and, and that's another way to just be mindful that spirit exists in a variety of different ways, and, and like we were saying earlier, sometimes it has absolutely nothing to do with you, and that's okay. It's perfectly okay. Absolutely true. Thank you. We're at the halfway point, girls. So let's uh, stop and take a break here and let me tell people who we are and we can tell folks about some things that we've got coming up and some of our services. Uh, You are listening to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection podcast. And I am Deb Bowen, your anchor host. And we're just so happy that you're with us. And we have many different ways in which you can connect with us. Uh, and, and reach that quest for connection with us. You can find this podcast with a new episode that airs every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock on Blog Talk Radio. It is then up the next morning also on iTunes. And every couple of weeks we update our YouTube uh, channel so you can find the podcast itself on Blog Talk, on iTunes, and on YouTube. You can connect with us on Facebook, on our Facebook page. You can connect with us on Instagram, our Instagram account. You can find out more about us uh, on my website. It's debbowen.com. There's a page on my website dedicated to uh, our biographies and, and what we're all about, so with links to how to connect with each of us there as well. And then Dale and Kimberly will be talking to you a minute about a minute about how to connect with them. It is so helpful to us if you like us and share us and write comments on our blog talk and YouTube and iTunes pages. We really appreciate that. That so helps to, uh, to up our ratings on those outlets and let other folks know about us. It is also very helpful if you make comments and share our post on our Facebook and Instagram pages because that too helps folks to find us. We really appreciate your reviews and comments on Facebook. You said some lovely things about us and we're very, very grateful for that. You can connect with us also through our email, which is debbowenandfriends at gmail.com. And just a real important thing we want to share with you is that on our Tuesday, July 31st episode, we will be answering questions that you send us via our Facebook page or email. So if you go to our Facebook page, you can see an events um, post that's up on our Facebook page that helps you know how to send us a question. We're happy to answer anything that you might want to ask us that might also be applicable to questions that other folks have. So we're not answering personal psychic questions, for example, but uh, anything about connection, we're happy to talk about. So please go to our Facebook page and take a look at that event and submit your question. We'd love to hear from you from that. Um, Those are the ways in which you can mostly find us, um, I think. I've rattled them all off. Uh, Kimberly, why don't you tell folks some of the things that you've got coming up? All right, well, for those of you who are new to the show, Uh, I'm a soul animal practitioner, so what I do is I help people identify who they are on a soul level, on a soul energy signature level, uh, through an animal that represents that. And the way that you can get in touch with me is by visiting my Facebook page, which is The Fox, uh, and Instagram, it's at The Fox Lantern. Um, And I do phone readings and Skype readings, and if you're local to the Wilmington area, I do in-person readings for singles, couples, families, uh, groups, the whole lot. Uh, If you wanted to give me a call or text me, the number is 910 
759-4557 and we can set up an appointment or you can email me and the address is foxlantern at yahoo.com. Wonderful. Thank you. Great. And Dale, how about you? Okay. Uh, for me, um, I'm going to be teaching some classes coming up. Um, I'm going to be teaching an intuitive um, level one and intuitive development level two. Um, and if you're interested in doing that, if you'll just email me, um, my email is hehewoody0 um, at gmail.com. And I think I need to spell that. Um, it's H E H E. W U T I zero at gmail dot com and um, any any readings I have uh, with my readings I have some openings in still in the month of July and of course in August so if you would like a reading I do um, I do readings I also uh, am able to connect. Uh, many times with a loved one, um, so we can explore that as well. So just email me, and I will get back with you, and we can set it up. So wonderful, yeah. good. And folks, you can find out uh, information about Dale and Kimberly and how to connect with them both on my website debbowen.com and also on post on our Facebook pages as, as pa Facebook page as well so if you didn't catch all of that um, you can find that information on, on those two outlets as well I have a couple of things coming up in August I'm real excited that I have partnered with Bryn Blankenship at the Brace Center in Wilmington North Carolina in August to offer a face-to-face uh, four-part course the uh, the program itself is called four steps to developing your intuitive awareness and for four consecutive Wednesdays we're going to look at ways in which you can begin to increase your intuitive ability well the first week we'll be talking about grounding energy and your chakra system the second week we'll talk about your guides and angels the third week we'll talk about crystals and earth energy and the fourth week we'll talk about pendulums uh, and information for that is on my website if you are uh, interested in joining me face to face in Wilmington North Carolina would love to have you with me the other event that I'm offering in August is a telecourse which means that it's a telephone conference course and I teach these all the time and we have the most fun on the telephone talking to people from around the world so all you have to do is call into a telephone number and it's a three session course uh, entitled igniting your divine flame what to do when you're off your path and that runs August 9th 16th and 23rd and there is information about how to register for that and some details about what that course will entail also on my website debbowen.com so August is going to be a busy month for me and I'm really excited about it as well so those are some things that Dale and Kimberly and I have going on and you can of course uh, also see information about some of the work that our other um, partners on quest uh, are also doing as well mostly on our Facebook page so we again we'd love to have you join us for that okay well that was a lot thanks everybody for the commercial break <laughs> so um, so one of the things that that we love to do on quest for connection is read we are all kind of scary avid readers all, all eight of us really are and so we always bring you uh, book suggestions and each week on our Facebook page by the way we do also put in a uh, crystal of the week suggestion that is re related to the topic of the week so you'll be seeing that sometime this week as well but we have several books that we want to recommend to you in our conversation about connecting to spirit and the mundane world and one of my all-time favorite books is by a woman whose name is Sue Bender B-E-N-D-E-R and the name of the book is 
every day sacred. And it is a deceptively simple book written by Sue as she struggled to find sacred in her mundane world and as she struggled to learn to paint and to paint the perfect pear, like the fruit pear, and and what that brought out in her and her connection to um, the Japanese art of making bowls and smashing them and putting them back together. And it's an absolutely lovely book about spirit in the mundane world. And she tells this great story about a man who is helping her work in her garden and how he just has a relationship with every plant that he plants in her garden. And he just is so methodical and takes his time and really connects with every single one of those plants. It's not like going in and tearing out weeds and put, throwing stuff in a hole and covering it up. It, it really is with consciousness and with deliberation and how deeply that event affected her and how much she and her uh, gardener friend talked about that work. And, and I strive to find that simplicity and connection and deliberation and patience in my life and I fail miserably all the time. But Sue's book gives me hope that it's possible to do it. So thoughts from you, Dale? Well, I mean, I love anything that gives me a possibility that I can do something. So I'm definitely myself going to read that book. I had already written that down from a conversation you and I had had. Um, and um, I believe it or not, but uh, my book that I'm going to recommend is the Tibetan book of living and dying. And it, one of the lines in it, the first line says, um, regarding meditation, is meditation then is bringing the mind home. And I just love that thought. I just love that thought because, you know, we're always trying to come back to center, come back to balance. And um, I just, I, I just, I love this book anyway, but I would just encourage people just to pick that up and read about meditation in that book. And the book is, um, this is written by Sogyal Rinpoche, if I'm saying that correctly. But um, the Tibetan book of living and dying. So um, that's one of the one, that's the book that I'm going to recommend this week. The sentence that you just said, meditation is bringing the mind home, is that a quote from that book? It is. It is a quote oh, from I that book. It. Yes, it I is. I just love that. Yes. So That will be a post on Facebook this week, folks. <laughs> right. I love it. I think I'm going to put that at the end of all my emails and my texts and everything for a while <laughs> so I can remember it and remind myself. <laughs> The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying is, is a, another of my favorite books. I just, I just love that book um, because it has such great lessons for us in so many aspects of our lives. It's a beautifully book, written book. It really is. Yeah, thank you for that. Okay, well, one, your book? Uh, well, one of my favorite books, which I've mentioned before, uh, that will help you with better understanding the energy and I guess the language of spirit so that you can be more mindful of it when you see it because that's that's the big thing about the animal kingdom is is that it you know it makes an impact when there's a cardinal on your back porch or you know you're you're taking a walk and a deer kind of jumps out on the path there's there's something about those moments but if if you could better understand what those moments actually represent you can start to be more mindful about the the language and the the relationship and the communication that spirit and you have with each other. And so a really great book uh, for that is Stephen Farmer's Animal Spirit Guides, in which he outlines a variety of different types of animals and what it means when they 
they show up. And he has a pocket-sized version, which is great to carry around in your backpack or your purse or, you know, to throw in your car so that while you're out and experiencing these things, you have something that you can quickly reference. So it's Stephen Farmer is the author, and it's Animal Spirit Guides. And I, I just absolutely love it. It's it's a great reference point because even as, as an animal practitioner and I, I have an innate sense of what animals represent when they show up, that's part of my gift, it's always nice in a in a pinch to, to have something that I can quickly glance at, especially if it's an animal that I don't see that often, you know, and, and, and that's a good way for me to be very mindful of spirit in my space. So... I love I love any books like that. I mean, there's there's tons that now now that we're talking about it, there's tons of things that come to mind and tons of books and authors that come to mind that actually help me with the way that I I practice seeing spirit in my mundane world. But um, that would probably be one of my top top five picks. Cool. S- send me your other suggestions and I'll add them to our Facebook page. Uh, I love you that. Know, I love that book too, and that's the one book I have on my bookshelf that I do not loan out to anyone. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose it because if it's on my table, people pick it up and they look through it, and and I'm thinking, don't walk out the door with that because I absolutely love that book. I I have it and I use it all the time. It's a great book. It really is. You know, as you're talking about about the animal folks, Kimberly, we I think we pay attention when something unusual happens. If you're, I don't know, if I'm on the beach and suddenly there's a bear on the beach, and that has happened, folks, uh, that's an unusual thing, and you know that's big, right? It's some kind of big symbology. Or, you know, you're driving down the road and a hawk sweeps across your windshield. You know that's big. And we kind of as culturally kind of come to understand and accept that cardinals are often messengers from our loved ones on the other side and perhaps butterflies are. But there are other animal folks that we just kind of take for granted in our world, particularly if we live in urban areas. For example, you know, pigeons on the windowsill or doves on um, the telephone wires or um, I don't know, other kinds of birds perhaps or (laughs) spiders, yeah. Uh, You know, we we kind of just take our ants. I I got ants on my deck today. Uh, So we kind of take those folks for granted. We don't think about them as much because we almost become desensitized to their presence, and yet they're all a part of the environment. We're, all of that's connected. There's a reason that the doves live on the telephone wire near your house. There's a reason that pigeons live where they live, you know, that sort of thing. And, and there's a reason that they're there in our world to help us pay attention to that which we sometimes don't see. It, I was... Um, sitting on my deck with a neighbor the other day and she has a three-year-old child and he found a leaf on the ground that had fallen from a tree and he brought it to me and he said here miss deb pretty and i said oh it is isn't that lovely and i said it is thank you and and i realized you know the old adage sometimes we we can't see the forest for the trees well sometimes we can't see the trees for the forest and we can't see the leaves for the trees. And so what is each individual leaf? And what is that about? So, so that connection to spirit in nature just around us, wherever we may live, whether we're in suburbia or an inner city or out in the countryside or in wherever, not to lose sight of our connection to that. When I initially moved into this house, and I know I've said it on air before, I, I didn't want my neighbors to really think I was totally wacko the first week. So um, I thought I'd give them a little time to get used to me. And <laughs> so I would go out <laughs> in the middle of the night and touch and talk to every tree in my yard and spend time with everyone and put my ear against the trunk and, and my heart against the trunk. And when you do that, 
you can feel the energy of the tree. Or I can. I you really can. Anybody else can do that. Yeah, you can. You and really so, can. and it is a living thing. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and and so you know, we've gotten to know each other, and and I care about them all and deeply. You know, individually, they're unique. So that's that's also a piece of spirit in the mundane world for me, is that mundane world of wherever we are. There's so much around us that that sometimes we don't see because we've seen it for so long. Isn't it amazing it, how a small child can see spirit in the mundane world and bring you a piece of that and show you? That oh, is yeah. amazing. Because that child knows how to meditate. He stopped for a moment and looked at that leaf and really looked at it and then brought and shared it to, with you. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I just love that he did that. And and he was right. It was a he was he was a messenger from spirit for me, to remind me to do that too. So Absolutely. not only was belief a gift, but he was a gift. You know, yeah. Wow, Kimberly, thoughts beautiful. from you? Well, I you know I'm I'm listening to it, and I just I love it. I love the idea that everything around you is energy it is this part of spirit and it's speaking to you no matter if you notice it or not it's there it's 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 taking part and and just by noticing by just being aware of it it changes everything within you um i i often love to look at trees because they too have their own energy signatures uh in a space or the types of plants that are in a space because it, they almost act kind of like crystals in a grid you know, if you if you look at the greater Wilmington area and the types of trees that grow here, you can get a good feel of what kind of energy is in this space. And then if you go to the Pacific Northwest and the trees are totally different on that end, and it's a whole other energy. People People notice that all the time. They don't necessarily have to be in a spiritual mind to go, yeah, no, the people in Oregon are a little bit different than the people in New York City, you know, that there's there's a whole other ball game playing right underneath our noses. And if we just take a second and, and as Dale says, take a deep breath and meditate and meditation doesn't have to be, you know, like, like she said, the lotus position and going ohm, you know, meditation is, is just a, a moment of reflection. It's it's like like the Tibetan uh, book of life and death, right? Um, uh, is is to come back to your own mind. It's bringing your mind home, uh, all aspects of you, so that you can be fully present and connecting to spirit. And I think that's that's the key, right? So the mundane world, the word mundane itself just kind of elicits, you know, feelings of of dreariness and and drab and being stuck in traffic and working nine to five every day for somebody in a job you don't know why you're doing you know that's that's kind of what I think of when I hear the word mundane um, and then you can change that tone though by the way you express your story and the way that you express yourself through spirit and and through the things that are around you and even if you live in a city where there aren't any trees or in the middle of a desert there's still the rocks there's still the concrete that all has its own energy and there's the people around you who are carrying that tune and so I like the idea of listening to the trees but you can do that on your living room floor you can do that in the middle of a field and if you really wanted to you could do it on a sidewalk you know <laughs> so just just stopping and listening you know is is a huge thing I think for for finding spirit and incorporating spirit into your mundane um, life and then maybe it wouldn't be so mundane anymore and then we <laughs> wouldn't have to worry about that right <laughs> right, and and you know, um, there there have certainly been, and I think about electronic equipment as we, uh, you know, certainly are recording all of this and living in this electronic world, and that's, um, I don't think of that as being mundane because I certainly don't understand it uh, in any way. So it's it's also kind of mysterious to me too. But yet, um, all of that needs blessing, um, machinery, um, 
technology that's the word I'm looking for. All, all of that needs needs blessing because it's energy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a, a car that is named after a famous church. And people look at me like, you what? Say, oh. <laughs> but I do. And not only is she named after a famous church, but she has an altar in her. On her dashboard, there's an altar. There's a feather, there's a crystal, there's a piece of um, sweet grass, and there's a seashell. So she has the four directions in, in, in on her dashboard. And um, that has been my attempt at connecting energetically and spiritually with what some people might consider is a bunch of metal, you know. But I do think of her as having energy and personality and being far beyond the mundane. And and I bet, you know, I bet it, most of the folks listening to this show uh, are either of the mindset of, oh, yeah, I've named my car too, or that's just nuts and forget it. I, I get that folks go in many different directions with that. But for me, it's always been, even when I didn't know what I was doing, back when I was a teenager and didn't know why I named a car, but I did. I've, my cars have always had names. So, and, and I do believe that they begin to exude and take on the energy signature, as Kimberly calls it, um, of, of the energy that, that you connect with them. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally oh, does. I mean, too. well, think about like when I know when I was a little girl. Maybe not everybody, but when I was a little girl, my toys each had life. They each had a name. They each had a purpose. You know, I was totally under the belief that at night when I slept, they protected me. And I think that you know when you're a child and you you set that intention and you you create that bond with something that we would deem inanimate and and almost dead like you know you're you're giving it a new purpose a new tone it's like your crystals in your home you know people have asked me numerous times you know what are what are all these crystals what do they mean and i i encourage them to explore that on their own to feel it out like what do you think they mean what do you feel their purpose can be because there's some people who have crystals in their home and just because they like that they're pretty and then there's people who carry them around i know people who name their crystals you know it's it's different for everybody but just like with a car and i know so many people who name their cars including myself i do it I think what's happening is is you're creating this extension of yourself too in your space and and acknowledging that that these quote unquote inanimate objects these these machines and and what have you in your space do carry importance that that they are very much uh playing a very pivotal role in in the manifestation of your own life. And that's huge. And, and it starts when we're little kids. We, I see kids all the time with their toys. And even if they're, they're naming their toys based on what they saw in a commercial or a cartoon or whatnot, it's still carrying that energy because there's a creator somewhere out there who created that, that character, that, that, that Barbie doll or whatnot, right, and, and put an energy into it. And, and people pick up on that. And that's huge. And that's another form of spirit manifesting in your day to day. And, you know, it's the mind boggles, but at the same time, it's not really a surprise. You know, you don't have to be spiritual and have, you know, a very set religious path to be connected to spirit, to the, to the, energy that is everything because it exists in the little tiny things that we do like giving a name to something that you know we see every day and and that holds us and helps us in our everyday it's it's magical (laughs) it is magic all the magic it is we have we have literally one more minute gals uh so is there a parting comment from from either of you dale go quick okay I just encourage everybody, uh, if you're not already doing it, just to take small breaks throughout the day and just take a moment and 
and do some of the things we suggested or you might have some things of your own that you do but I just encourage you to do it and it really helps you get through and handle some of the earth uh, situations um, that that we have to handle during the day so I just encourage that nice thank you Kimberly real quick just breathe everybody take your deep breaths you'll find spirit in that for sure there you go wonderful thank you all so very very much for being with us this week I am Deb Bowen your anchor host along with Kimberly Fox Kaufman and Dale Rutman and you are listening to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection we invite you to keep questing and keep connected with us we look forward to being back with you next week everybody take care bye bye bye